Tales of the Wanganui. Tales of the Wanganui Rediscovering the Rhine of New Zealand A hundred years ago, New Zealand's rivers were highways. Back then, the Wanganui River was called the Rhine of New Zealand. Goods were shipped up and down it as far as Taumaranui, 230 kilometers, 140 miles, inland from the port of Wanganui. That was one reason the river was compared to the Rhine. The other reason was the scenery. The Dropsine Wanganui River, 1900-1910, Wanganui, by Frederick George Ratcliffe, Brown, and Stewart. No known copyright restrictions. Via the online collection of Te Papa, the National Museum of New Zealand, Wellington, 0.031110, purchased 2007, like the Manawatu and the Range TK, the Wanganui cuts through gorges. Except that in the case of the Wanganui, it's pretty much gorgeous all the way. The stereo image, above, shows a bend in the upper reaches of the river called Eritira or Path of the Traveling Party by Maori. Colonials called it the drop scene, because they thought it looked like a stage backdrop for an opera. The southwestern part of the North Island of New Zealand, north of Wellington. Abbreviations are PN for the city of Palmerston North, and T for Mount Tongarero, N for Mount Ngaraho and R for Mount Rapu. Green shows forested areas. North at top. Here's photo I first saw published in an article called Smokes Tacks and Paddle Wheels, of a skittish horse being enticed onto a paddle steamer called the Wairere, an ambiguous Maori word mean. The Legend of the Wanganui River, this documentary film tells the story of the Wanganui River. It recounts a Maori, www.nzonescreen.com A road called the Wanganui River Road runs up the east bank of the Wanganui River, as far as Piperiki. After that, there's no more road access to the river until you get much closer to Taumaranui. The Wanganui River Road is undoubtedly the premier, scenic, riverside heritage route in New Zealand. Map by wanganuiriver.co.nz It's a bit wider now than it used to be. Group of Maori women on a road alongside the Wanganui River. Ref, half 140,017F. Alexander Turnbull Library, Wellington, New Zealand. Slash record slash 223391911 Here's a close-up detail, I think they look pretty cool. The Wanganui River had lately gained legal personhood, akin to a corporation, though not managed for profit. Legal personhood makes it easier for local Maori to have a say in how the river is managed. That's what's driven the shift. Both the Urwera and the Wanganui River are hugely significant to Maori in cultural terms. I went down the Wanganui River a while back, in open. Canadian-style canoes. I would paddle to the side rather than risk shooting the rapids, and even on a couple of occasions I lugged the kayak over shingle to avoid the rapids. I did it over three or four days, and it was just fantastic. There were quite a few goats on the side of the river, and it certainly was wild. The river flows through a national park, but it is threatened by the intensification. Jerusalem, Hirurama in Mari, is a tiny settlement 66 kilometers up the Wanganui River Road. It was originally www.visitwanganu.nz The upper reaches of the river were at one time the strongholder of the anti-British Pimarir movement, which means good and peaceful though in reality it soon evolved a fighting warrior sect, more commonly known in that manifestation as Hao Hao, wind, wind, after the movement's battle cry. Hao Hao were among the most hardline of the various Maori groups opposed to colonists and the British in the New Zealand wars of the 1860s. At that time Jerusalem, known as Hirurama de Maori, was on the boundary between the upriver area controlled by the Hao Hao and a downriver district in which local Maori were more friendly to the colonial regime and the missionaries. At one time, the conflict actually came to Jerusalem in the form of a short battle on nearby Mutoa Island the 14th of May 1864, 
the one commemorated in Wanganui's Mutoa Gardens, at Pakaitor. According to an entry in Te Ara, the online encyclopedia of New Zealand, about 50 Hau Hau and 15 Downriver Maori were killed along with a French lay brother from the Jerusalem mission. As was often the case with old-time battles there were hundreds of curious bystanders, and the brother seems to have been killed in the process of trying, perhaps, to keep them safe. There is plenty of evidence of conflict still surviving in the Wanganui region. Along with various memorials, UCA and also visit the well-preserved Cameron Blockhouse, and the remnants of a number of other redoubts. And even, up the river, still standing new poles erected by the Hau Hau, wooden poles that have a vertical staff and four cross members pointing to the four winds, spiritual antennae intended to radiate the spirit of war to all points of the compass. A section of the upper Waikato River shown the location of a new pole. Map date from Land Information New Zealand via nztopamaps.com, August 2020. Crown copyright reserved. Here's a photo of two more new poles at Mariagawai Reserve a little further down the Wanganui River. One of these is the Ririkor pole, erected when the Hau Hau decided to fight no more. Ririkor means no anger or no battle. This pole was intended to radiate the spirit of peace, and thus cancel the others out. New poles at Mariagawai. Photograph by Jock Phillips. CC by NC 3.0 NC, via page by Judith Binionte Ara, the online encyclopedia of New Zealand according to the web page text by the late historian Judith Binney, as of the time of this post's preparation, August 31, 2020, these new, news, poles stand at Mariakawai Reserve along the Wanganui River. New poles were raised by adherents of the Pimarir faith and were used in religious rituals. The pole called Rongo New, Long Pole, according to James Cowan, was erected in 1864 during the New Zealand Wars. How How warriors carried out final rituals at this new pole before departing for the bat. Pictures, this fictionalized account of pioneering 19th-century photographers the Burton Brothers is set partly in www.nzonescreen.com New Religions After the Wars, Pimarir evolved into Ringachu, a sect of which the name means upraised hand, a characteristic gesture of the Pimarir founder, Teyue Haumani and his followers. Teyue Haumani, from James Cowan, The New Zealand Wars, Volume 2, 1922, via Wikimedia Commons. Public Domain Image. Ringachu was founded by Teikudi, another prophet warrior inspired by Teyue Haumani, who clashed with the colonists, but on the east coast of the North Island this time. I've written right about Teikudi in an earlier blog post about New Zealand's outlying Chatham Islands, where he was imprisoned for a time. Interestingly enough, the 1995 Mutoa Gardens occupation spokesperson Ken Mare is a direct descendant, via Maori line, of Gilbert Mare, a 19th-century settler Indian fighter who was Teikudi's existential nemesis, the one stalking the other in a manner lightly fictionalized in the 1983 film Utu, Just Deserts. You can see a trailer of the remastered version on YouTube here, or the whole pre-remaster film here. New Zealand's not such a big place. And in spite of what I've written about social divisions and generations of disadvantage, it's surprising who's related to who and on what sides they pop up a few generations later. A quite separate Maori religion and social movement which took root later on, in the 1920s, and soon became hugely influential, was Ratana, named after its founder Tahupatiki Wairamu Ratana. Ratana actually became a force to be reckoned with in mainstream 20th century parliamentary politics. An electoral alliance between Ratana and the New Zealand Labour Party was sealed in 1935 with four deeply symbolic gifts to Labour's leader Michael Joseph Savage, plus a Ratana badge. 
Radana had won its first seat in New Zealand's House of Representatives in 1932, contesting four seats reserved for Māori at that time. Radana won two seats at the 1935 general elections, merging with Labour soon after. Under the banner of Labour, the Ratana-approved candidates gained three Māori seats in 1938, and all four Māori seats in 1943 and again in 1946, a win that was vital for Labour on the second occasion. Today, the base of the Ratana movement is the Ratana Pa, some 20 kilometres southeast of Wanganui. It was July, the middle of winter, when I was in the region. And so at Ratana I also saw cows sunbathing in front of a red brick house, they obviously knew what spot was warmest. The fascinating city of Wanganui is for the city of Wanganui, what is it famous for? Well let's think of the thing you might least expect perhaps in such an out-of-the-way, somewhat wild locality, the Sargent Gallery. First opened in 1919, it's the most significant art gallery in provincial New Zealand. The Sargent is shaped like a cross, with four sub-galleries branching off a central dome with an oculus sky hole, at the top, like the Pantheon in Rome. It is clad in white stone from Amaru and sits on top of a hill called Puknemu in an inner-city hilltop park called Puknemu, Queen's Park. Here's a photo of the Sargent Gallery from visitwanganui.nz, which shows Mount Raphu, some 80 kilometers inland, behind several ranges of forested hills. Every town has its magic spots, and I think Puknemu is one of Wanganui's. Reproduced with the permission of Visit Wanganui the development of the Sargent Gallery was championed by the World War I-era Mayor Charles McKay, whose name would however, soon become locally unmentionable for decades due to a scandalous court case. Mackay presents an appearance of wounded dignity in this 1920 mugshot, taken after he was arrested for shooting the poet Darcy Cresswell, who had threatened to expose him as a homosexual. Archives New Zealand reference J1W2636-1920-31121 via Radio New Zealand Cresswell recovered without too many ill effects. And so, the man who shot him was let out early on the condition that he leave New Zealand even though he'd been born there. Mackay moved to the less straight-list metropolis of Berlin only to be shot himself, fatally, in the city's 1929 May Day riots, the ones featured in the first series of Babylon Berlin. The affair seems to have made the community less friendly toward the artists that the gallery was intended to support. One victim of the newly repressive climate was Edith Collier. Nowadays regarded as a The Durye Hill underground elevator was built to provide residents of the garden suburb easier access to the growing www.visitwanganu.nz in a video. Nearby is Putiki Marai, the main Marai or meeting place of Wanganui area lowland Mari on the site of their ancestral village or pa which was also called Putiki, and another suburban hill called Korokota, Maori for Golgotha. Because when the Reverend Richard Taylor arrived to perform missionary work in 1843 there were still bones lying around the base of the hill from the hundreds who had lost their lives when the settlement was attacked in 1829 by the warlord Tehra Paraha, the one whom Horfenu Amari had tried to assassinate in 1822 and suffered so mightily for failing to do so. The Reverend Taylor arranged for the bones to be buried. Before acquiring its new missionary name, the hill had been known as Taumatakar Oro. A plinth at the top of the Korokota Hill honors Honi Wiremu Hipango, who appears in my post-Union Jacks and Grumpy Cats in a group photograph with the same Reverend Taylor. Photograph by Jock Phillips, CC by NC 3.0 NC, via page by Ian Poole on Tayara, the online encyclopedia of New Zealand a restored paddle steamer called the Waimari, or Peaceful Waters, still plies the lower reaches of the Wanganui River for the tourists. 
Here's an informative recent video about the still coal-fired Waimuri, subtitled Queen of the Wanganui River. You can also go for a ride on a restored tunnel boat called the W. Arua, Spirit. It's smaller than the Waimuri, but faster, as you'd expect. Traveling on the Waimuri must be an almost unique technological experience in the 21st century, if not actually unique. Here's a video about the Wairua, presented by its owner and skipper, Sam Morty. The fact that it's powered by a diesel these days doesn't make the Wairua inauthentic. The original steam engine was abandoned early on as something that was too heavy for the rapids, along with the vast amounts of coal it consumed. For most of its career the Wairua ran on a more modern sort of an engine intended to lighten it up and make it more sprightly, as befitted its name, Spirit. Truly, indeed, one of the first jet boats, developed by trial and error, if not the first. Wanganui has vintage weekends in which the Waimuri and Wairua sail up and down the river while a steam train crosses the river's railway bridge and biplanes flit about. They do the steampunk thing in Amaru, but this is for real. Bring your goggles. Some useful resources visit Wanganui. The official website of the Wanganui Eyesight or Information Center, which provides a lot of detailed information and visuals about Wanganui. Wanganuiriver.co.nz Journeys on the Wanganui River a really useful compendium of tour operators, places to stay and things to do on the Wanganui River. Wanganuiriverns.co.nz A very informative website about the Wanganui River with historical and cultural background, sponsored by the Marion.